While some of the kids are off doing that, as a way of introduction, I was trying to think the last time that I preached on the very first Sunday of a new year. And um, I, I went back and found the message. I, I keep old sermons and keep them on file. And I looked up the very first sentence of the very last New Year's message I preached. And I'd already started preparing this sermon. And it just so happens that the very first sentence of the last New Year's sermon I preached was the same as the first sentence of this sermon that I was preparing. And so I figured there must be some type of theme that's developing in my life. I don't claim to be a prophet, but if the shoe fits, so... (laughs) So here it is. New Year's resolutions are ridiculous. Do you remember me saying that? Yeah, probably numerous times. New Year's resolutions are ridiculous. At least the ones I've tried are. Okay, I'm not sure how you've gone with them. They never seem to work for me. Um, I can remember as a younger guy, I used to get a new notebook. I would purchase or have received a new Notebook because everyone knows that new notebooks with new stationery increase the likelihood of your new resolutions working exponentially. All right, if you write them up in a new notebook with a new pencil, I would draw up my list of things that I was resolved to either stop doing or start doing or do better. They were my three categories. And then I would wait for these new resolutions to kick in. All right? Um, I I can remember visualizing my success. Have you heard that one? Visualize your success. Um, Something more recently that you can do that's a, a phrase that's come into popularity is speak it into existence. I would even ask other people to send me positive thoughts. I don't know how people send positive thoughts, but we ask them to. And on the years where I was more resolved than others, I might even download a new app when smartphones came into existence. Sometimes I would even change my device's background to be motivational, sometimes even with a motivational phrase on it. Once, only once, I even went as far as to take out a gym membership. (laughs) So after all that, let me tell you what I've learned. New Year's resolutions are ridiculous. Now, I'm going to tell you why we are so bad at this whole new year, new me charade that we trot out every year. It's because beginning things are very easy, but persisting is hard. 
Beginning is easy, but persisting is hard. And I started thinking, what separates beginning something from persisting? The answer, in the way that I've thought about it anyway, is the word pursuit. The difference between well-intentioned beginnings and persisting in our goals is defined by what we are willing to pursue. And so at the outset of 2022, let me ask you a question. What will you pursue this year? What will you pursue? Now, if you were to think about the usual suspects, the the usual things that we include in lists that we draw up and call New Year's resolutions, of course, most of them are dominated, particularly at this time of year, by self-improvement goals, especially those that are attached to body image or health or our weight or our strength or any number of other things attached to who we are physically. And our social media algorithms know this, and that's why, as of about two days ago, your Facebook feed advertising or Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is that you may use is filled right now with advertisements for gym equipment, um, scientifically proven methods, Even tablets that will melt fat, apparently. All of them are endorsed by a celebrity who can afford a personal trainer, a dietitian, and have all their food prepared for them. But but what about after we've grappled with all those sorts of goals that we might have that are attached to our body image and our physical insecurities maybe, what makes up the rest of our resolution lists? Even if you're not a bullet point person in a new notebook, maybe you've got a mental list. Well, usually it's some variation, I think, of self-improvement, some essential building block of life that we've been missing, we think, that will somehow make you a better version of you. Usually it's something that we feel we need to add. And so we might think, I want to learn a second language. I want to master a new hobby. I want to travel to a new location. I want to read more books. But sometimes it's something that we want to subtract from our life. Maybe it's a, a habit. Think, I'm, this year, this is the year I really want to stop smoking or um, binge watching Netflix or I'm going to use less social media. And somewhere on that list, if you're a Christian, we will often include a spiritual version of the same equation. We will include a series of goals either to add something to our life or subtract something from our life that will make us, in our mind, a better Christian. So we will resolve to finally finish a read the Bible in a year plan or maybe start one. Or maybe we will say, I want to work on getting to church more often this year. Or maybe, 
actually watch the live stream on Sunday or some other time in the week when it suits. Or finally conquer that sin that I've battled with for most of my Christian life. And so our lists continue, don't they? We've all had those lists. We've all envisaged some better version of me and thought about how good it would be to look like that, whatever that that is for you. But I want to ask you again, in 2022, what are you willing to pursue? I've had to ask myself that question. In the last couple of years, in particular, I've had to go through some deep soul searching, oftentimes involving a counsellor to help me navigate my own thoughts to answer the same question, but the question nonetheless has been, what am I pursuing? So I turn to the Bible and I want to know what God has to say on this subject. How should I think biblically about the worthy pursuits of my life? How should you think biblically about that? How should I inform my thinking through the lens of the gospel, which will help me diagnose false pursuits and also shape Christ-centred pursuits? And it turns out, believe it or not, the Bible has a lot to say about this topic, right? All over the place. doesn't matter where you turn. But as a way of entering into this topic, I thought it might be good just to draw your attention to one key verse that has been on my mind. Proverbs 21, 21. Grab your Bibles. If you turn right to the middle of your Bible, you're probably going to open up somewhere in the book of Psalms. Just skip forward a little bit. You'll find Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 21, just one verse. And that's what I want to focus your attention on this morning. I'm going to read it from the Christian Standard Bible. It's on the screen as well. You found it? I'd prefer if you read it out of your own Bible. Proverbs 21, 21 says this. The one who pursues righteousness and faithful love will find life, righteousness and honour. Let me read it again. The one who pursues righteousness and faithful love will find life, righteousness, and honor. Now, what I like to do when I've just got one little verse like that is just try and make sure that we're all on the same page in thinking about the terms that are there. So let's think through the terms of engagement for a moment. Let's look at the text get a grip on what the structure of this proverb is like, as well as the terms that it uses. And that helps us, I think, to sort of navigate what is it that the teacher, the one who wrote Proverbs for us, is got in mind. Now, in one sense, this is not rocket science, okay? But I'm sort of just banking on the fact that we're still all a little bit sugar and carb comatosed after Christmas and New Year. And so let's just spell it out. The first thing I want you to notice is the relationship between the first half of this verse and the second half of this verse. 
the first half of the proverb and the second half of the proverb. So if you're an underlining person, you could highlight or circle or colour in the one who pursues. All right? And then the second half of the verse starts by saying, will find. You see that? Even if you're looking at a different translation, it will say something like that. The one who pursues blank, whatever it is coming next, will find something. You should see that there is a direct relationship in this verse between something that we pursue and something that we will then find. I hope you can see that. I think it's safe to assume that there is a biblical principle at the very least at work in this proverb that instructs us in the wisdom of pursuit and reward. You'll find this all the way through the book of Proverbs, except you will usually found it written in the negative context. So this is a positive thing. If you pursue this, you will find this. But it's there in the Proverbs all the time, often as a negative one. So in the same chapter, I could find one. Proverbs 21 and 25. Just look down a few verses, you'll see it. In the Christian Standard Bible, I can't read this verse without thinking of Back to the Future, because it says, a slacker's craving will kill him because his hands refuse to work. English Standard Version, one of my other favourite translations, says the desire of the sluggard kills him for his hands refuse to work. It's the same principle in the negative context, right? In the positive, it says, if you pursue this, you'll find this. But in the negative context, it says, listen, the desire, the desire of the sluggard kills him. Why? Because his hands refuse to work. He has the desire but no pursuit. Desire is not enough, the teacher says. It's pursuit that gains a reward. Okay, so I think we've got the structure of that proverb in mind, all right? The, the relationship between the first half and the second half of the proverb sorted. So let's define our terms now for a little while. What is it that we should be pursuing? And what is it exactly that we should expect to find? And this is, this is the proverb's way of saying that we need to pursue the right things. It's not just good enough to even just be someone who pursues everything. I'm, I'm a pursuer. That's my nature. Revelations, uh, sorry, Proverbs says, no, it's actually important to pursue the right things. The Christian Standard Bible identifies two things to pursue. Righteousness and faithful love. They're the two things, right, in the, in the first half of that Proverbs. Those who pursue righteousness and faithful love will find something, and we'll get to that in a moment. So let's make sure we understand what it is that we are being told are worthy pursuits to give your life over to. We'll take them in turn. Righteousness first. Righteousness. How, how do we define that? It's a big term. The most fundamental or, or basic definition of the word, righteousness that is, is um, a right standing with God. 
When you think about righteousness, it, it's, it means a lot more. It's, it's more nuanced than that. But at its most basic level, the word righteousness means a right standing with God. So we could say a righteous person is someone who has obtained God's approval or who has met God's standards of justice or who has been declared right before him. And, and that's what this verse is telling us we should pursue. The one who pursues righteousness. The question remains, though, how does someone pursue righteousness? How do you pursue that? How does a person go about their life in such a deliberate way that they will make righteousness the goal and objective of every moment? Now, the most obvious way to answer those questions is by saying, well, you must master yourself, right? Master yourself. You must strive for perfection. You must first know what is expected of you and then strive to meet those expectations without exception. In other words, you must earn the title of righteousness. You must gain righteousness. And in fact, this is precisely how we are conditioned to think about righteousness. Throughout the entirety of human history, from the moment that we were banished from the Garden of Eden, we have interpreted righteousness as being the effort that we must expend or the discipline that we must forge or the actions that we must offer to placate an angry God, to keep God happy, or in other words, to get back in God's good books, right? But I love that in Proverbs 21, 21, we see unearthed a seed of the gospel. All right, this is really important for you to notice. So if you've just tuned out for a moment thinking about what you're going to do later on this afternoon, zone back in here for a moment because I do not want you to miss this. Even worse would be that if you see it, but then dismiss it as being unimportant. Have a look back in Proverbs 21 and 21 again. This is what it does not say. The one who pursues righteousness and faithful love will gain life, righteousness and honour. No. It says you will find it. Not gain it. There is a massive difference in the gospel between gaining and finding. It is at the very heart of the good news of grace that we find in Jesus Christ. You know why? Because even at your best in 2020, 2022, 2022, <laughs> you will never be able to gain righteousness. 
You will never be able to earn righteousness by pursuing it, but you can find it. You can find a right standing with God. If you pursue righteousness where God says it can be found. So if we apply a gospel-shaped lens to our reading of Proverbs 21.21, it tells us that our pursuit isn't fulfilled by seeking to gain our righteousness, but it is fulfilled when our pursuit is Jesus Christ. Now, I know that to be true. I would love it if you could bookmark Proverbs 21. We're going to come back there, but I want you to go back to the New Testament now and find 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. This is why I'm confident that I can say that you can find righteousness in this year if you pursue Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, reading from verse 30, says this. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, listen, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Yeah. Jesus is your righteousness. And Jesus is worthy of pursuit. Now, Paul wrote that, and Paul has a lot to say about it. <laughs> Pretty much the entire book of Romans is dedicated to arguing this gospel reality that righteousness is found in Christ and not earned. But I want you just to consider one small portion from it. I'll read it to you from Romans chapter 3. Turn to it if you want to, starting from verse 21. Romans 3 Verse 21 says this, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. For there is no distinction... For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. And man, I would just love to keep preaching Romans 3, right? It is so rich. But I want you to turn your focus back to Proverbs 21, 21 again. Apply what we've just read from 1 Corinthians, from Romans, that Jesus Christ is our righteousness. That's where righteousness is found. The one who pursues righteousness and faithful love, Proverbs 21, 21 says, the one who pursues righteousness and faithful love will find life, righteousness and honour. Right? Look at what it says. If you pursue righteousness, you will find righteousness. So let me add some good news to that good news. Acts 17, verse 27. He did this so that they might seek God. And perhaps they might reach out and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. 
He's not far. He's not hiding from you. 2021 and 2022 haven't been some type of divine hide and seek where God sends uh, trials and tribulations on you and says, I'm hiding, come find me. No. He's right here. He's right near you. He's not difficult to find. And so my exhortation to you this morning is, dear friend, pursue Jesus this year. Pursue Jesus. He's not hiding from you. He's nearer to you than you think. Pursue Jesus and you will find righteousness because you'll find him. It also says that we should pursue faithful love, right? Proverbs 21, 21, those who pursue righteousness and faithful love. At least that's how the Christian Standard Bible interprets the the Hebrew word that is used in the original passage when this was written. It's an interesting word. Different English translations have done their best to try and capture the sense of it in a way that's helpful. And so if you have an English standard version that you're reading from this morning, this is what it says. Whoever pursues righteousness and what? Kindness. Kindness. And the rest of the verse is the same. We'll find life, righteousness and honour. The Christian Standard Bible uses faithful love. The ESV uses kindness. So even if we can't read the original languages, by using just a couple of good English translations, we can start to build a picture of the idea of what's being communicated here. The main concept is that we pursue a type of lifestyle that is consistently loving towards other people, those we engage with on a daily basis, that we, put simply, are kind. Are kind. It's an old-fashioned virtue, isn't it? Man, it's one that our world desperately needs. That we would pursue the type of lifestyle that can just simply be described as being kind. So to put it bluntly, pursue kindness. In 2022, a worthy pursuit is to love people consistently, faithfully. And what's the reward? I said earlier it wasn't rocket science. If we pursue righteousness, which if you think about it, is how to live in right relationship with God, and pursue kindness, which is how to live in right relationship with people, then we will find life, righteousness, and honour. I'm not going to break those words down for you because they mean exactly what you expect them to mean. Life is what you would expect, not just standing and breathing, but a quality of life, a substance of life, an enjoyment of life. Or as Jesus said in John 10.10, I've come so that they might have life and life abundantly, right? 
but also honour it lists there. We all want to know that our life matters. Even if you're an introvert who doesn't like public attention, you want to know that your life matters. You might not want to stand on a pedestal. You might not want to receive the applause of thousands of people in your lifetime, but we all want to be acknowledged as a person. We all want to receive the dignity of being known by somebody and really known. We don't want to live our life just drifting along as though we're just an an accumulation of cells and particles or a, a moving mass of no importance of some sort. In the most virtuous sense of the word, we all want to be honored It's a fundamental reality of human existence. But here's the thing. We often screw this Proverbs up and get it all back to front. Most of us have all the right elements in place, but we've got them in the wrong order. We're pursuing the back half of the verse, hoping to find the first. Instead of pursuing the first half of the verse... To find the second. We're pursuing the wrong things and hoping for the wrong rewards. We drop our lists every year with a series of goals to improve our life, to earn our righteousness and to gain honour, all in the hope that our efforts will leave us in a better standing with God and that our relationships with other people will be smoother this year. We've got it all back to front. Do you want to find life in 2022? Do you want to find a right standing with God in 2022? Do you want to find dignity and honour in the year ahead? Then stop pursuing them. Sounds crazy, right? I know. But your resolutions will fail. Just like they did last year. The one who pursues righteousness and faithful love. They're the ones who will find life, righteousness and honour. Pursue Jesus this year. Pursue kindness this year. Really pursue them. Chase after them. Take a grip on them. And if you do, you will find far more than you bargained for. And if my assurances aren't enough for you, maybe Jesus' words will be. From Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, he says this, So don't worry, saying, What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first, what? The kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. And all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Why? Don't we know this well? 
each day has enough trouble on its own. I think we're about to share communion, are we? So how about I pray and... Are you going to do another song as we're doing that? I'll leave it up to you. I'll pray. Lord, at the outset of another calendar year, a time when we change the dates, think differently about what's gone behind us and what may be coming in front of us, as we're faced with all the uncertainty, as we seem to say nearly every year. Holy Spirit, will you use your own word to shape our heart and our mind, to recenter our attention and our affections on Jesus? Help us to seek his righteousness. Lord, we want to be a people this year who pursue you and pursue kindness in how we live. And you've told us this morning, Lord, those who pursue righteousness and faithful love or kindness will find life, righteousness and honour. Lord, you are our pursuit. You are enough. And so we thank you for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.